0: I'm Aon
1: and I'm the Lioness
0: and you're listening to box number 512 podcast
1: Role black trans woman talk changing your world one conversation at a time
0: the show begins now If you would like to see this episode, along with other exclusive content, make sure you become a patron by going to our box number 512 podcast Patreon page, where you can become a patron for as little as $5 a month. The link to the page is in the show notes for the show. So make sure you go on over there if you would like to see the episode in addition to listening to it. All right, y'all back to the show. Welcome to another installment of box number five Soul podcast at Grown Black Trans Women Talk. I am your co-host Aon. And I'm the Lioness. So let's get to it. Last season, if you were able to listen to last season, we did a very popular episode, which was our second episode titled Trans Women as the Default. So in this episode, we talked about how is trans women that are looking to date and partner with cis, uh, heterosexual, trans, amorous men, how you need to be mindful that the men that you are pursuing has set his life up in a way where he is ready, is fully ready to engage you as a trans woman or to consider you as an option to include in your life and be a fair and equitable and ready partner. A lot of you really responded very positively to the episode. It's one of our highest rated episodes, most listened to episodes. Uh, We also ranked it our favorite episode in our year-end review. And based off of conversations that the Lioness and I have had offline, we felt it imperative to return back to this conversation and just to add a little more well not add a little more um to it, but okay, so you listen to the episode, what's next? Right. What's next? So I think we want to take this time out to really unpack and explore the possibilities of what that what next could be once you uh, once you trans women are looking for Mm -hmm. men who have trans women as the default and for you trans amorous men listeners who are now close or you're at the point where you're ready to partner with trans women and consider trans women as serious um, relationship partners. So come, come on in.
1: Well, what I what's exciting about this episode is I remember it as our second one ever. I remember you and I both have these really really dynamic conversations, but kind of like, but it's organic for us. So like, what you guys are watching is not something that we like scripted or thought out. Like we basically say, oh, this is what we're going to talk about, and then we just do it. And this is the magic of what we have and why we decided to do this. But at the second episode, I remember going. I remember thinking like, we're going to have this really, really deep conversation. How will we be received? Is this going to be, now I know not to give a fuck about those things, see. But at the time I was like, how are we going to be received? I was wondering, you know, is this going to be something that we're going to put out here? And how long are we going to be doing this? To be honest, you know, just hoping that it will go on for a while, but just wondering. So all of these things were in my mind, but um, I had the privilege of listening back And I am impressed with how vulnerable we were, how direct we were, how um, raw we were. I think we were still learning out each other's um, flow back then, but you could still hear like our genuine, like passion for the subject matter. And we read the shit out of these men and we said a lot of different things. So what we talked about in our initial episode was trans is the default. And we were talking about how in our lives, we went through this journey as women in self-discovery and how at the beginning of our transitions, we felt a way about ourselves and that, and our insecurities manifested in the way that we saw men and the way that we selected partners. And we were looking for men that had this certain look and certain behavior and certain action. And we were hesitant to embrace men that were embracing us. And as a part of that evolution, Brianna and I got to the place where we understood that we needed men that knew what they were fucking doing, sexually, physically, spiritually, wanted to be with us, wanted to be engaged in a way that was meaningful. And we decided that what we were actually looking for for partners is men where trans was the default. Meaning a man that would want you because of who you are, not in spite of who you are. A man that is choosing to say in this relationship, not that he has to always have said he likes trans women, But for here, from from, from this point forward, I am comfortable making a proclamation to the world that this is what I like. And what we would actually prefer is if it would be great if you could have done that before you met us. And that we talked about all of those different factors and all of the social socioeconomic factors, all of the intersections, the political stuff. We talked about all of that in that episode. But what we realized was it's trans is the default. Right. That's great. There's been a lot of new content providers. There's a lot of new conversations being had. There are groups. There are now men that are coming forward that are saying, I like them. I like women with a penis as they word it. But trans is the default, is simply you getting to the place with yourself where you're willing to be honest and authentic with the world. But is that really something that you should be getting a badge of honor for? That you are finally now living in your truth. And what does that mean for the women that you're engaging with? And what does that require from you as men to engage with us more effectively? And so this conversation was trans is the default. Now what? Now that you've gotten to this recollection in your spirit and your life and your mind that I like trans women, what now does that require of you? What do you think that that require of you, transamorous men listening? And for the women, what does that require of our partners? What do we expect from them after they've made this revelation? Brianna, what are your thoughts?
0: Uh, I have many thoughts. Uh, I, First, I want to go back to what you said a, a little bit, how you said I don't, I don't know if you said it or if it made me think this, like, okay, you are open to dating trans women. That's great. But you don't get a prize or, like, special rewards for dating trans women. Yes. And oftentimes what I've experienced is you have these men that get to these, this point that are ready to openly pro- proclaim it but then it can sort of become a pass for their bad behaviors while they're with you. And the whole the whole thing is, well, I'm out here, I'm being open, so doesn't that mean, doesn't that count for something? And it's like, no, actually you don't. Like you should be in a space where you're, you should be able to openly affirm yourself, but that doesn't give you a pass to engage in bad behavior. So I think that takes me to my uh, next point. I think I think we, I think we have to start here. We have to have a conversation about feminism and a femini- feminist feminist po- politic, especially when you are choosing to engage in a community with a particular type of woman that is so oppressed. Yes, that you. is so oppressed and you as a trans amorous man you're going to have to show up in ways where a lot of time you as the man are just going to have to give more to the relationship and giving more doesn't mean finance or materialistic things but giving more in a way that doesn't that that, that doesn't require a trans woman to do the intensive labor to make you a better man and i think we had like i think It's imperative that, and when I say, when I bring in like what men, these men have in a feminist politic, and basically what we know is in in general terms, feminism means the equal treatment of men and women. Women can be feminists and men can be feminists. Uh, But I think it's important because a lot of times you have these men that come into this community and they are trying like, they might like trans women, but they are anti-trans as fuck, or they're transphobic as fuck, and they jump into these relationships and they wonder why they run into the same these same problems with trans women when you're low key trying to um, do this like nice guy oppression thing where well I'm co- well I'm I'm here I'm liking you but you're still engaging in ways that oppress me and that devalues my humanity. So I think, we, I think we have to start um, with challenging men to come into a, fr- a feminist framework because it's not enough to just say, she's pretty, I like her. If you are not in tune to her life experience and how she moves through the world as a trans woman and how you as a man have to first acknowledge that you have privilege, but you're gonna have to do, if you're really going to be in a relationship, you have to make sure that your life is set up in a way where you're able to um, provide a little bit of a safety net um, to s- provide a safety net to make sure that you are going above and beyond to be a support um, for her. It, 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 does that, do you get what I'm saying, sis? A thousand percent, a
1: thousand percent. Sorry, I had to close it because I don't know, I just feel like
0: Especially when we're in these groups, I feel like it's a flattening of the narrative Well, it's always like, well, y'all always talking to us men about what we're doing, but you women are doing the same exact thing to us, and, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that may be true, but you still have to acknowledge that at the end of the day, Trans women will never will never be able to have um nowhere near the amount of privilege as cis men and it plays out in our relationship dynamics. It plays
1: it go it ahead does. go ahead, sis. It does. And 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 something that you said is very powerful that you're going into right now is we are a community that is used to being critiqued. We are a community that is used to the world telling us everything that is wrong about ourselves. We are the community that that has been dubbed abomination by many of the dominant religions in our country. We are the group that understands what it is to know we have flaws and we are problematic and we have issues. But what we are asking you to do is have, when Rihanna said a little bit earlier about giving a little more, we mean give a little more patience, have a little bit more compassion, a little bit more understanding that, uh, in, that along with that woman and that penis you want is a person that has been damaged, marginalized, that may not have the best access to, to, to have mental health mental health care to address traumas. Like You're deciding to address an entire human being when you say you want to date us. And what we're saying is, as you being transamorous and saying, I like us, and what we're observing in community is that there's this mentality that of judgment, of oppression, of you furthering this narrative that we're damaged, that we're flawed, and y'all need to get y'all shit together, when to be transparent, we are the way we are largely in part because of a lot of Black men and the way they've engaged with us, be it family, be it personal, be it interpersonal relationships, be it the gay men that turn their back on us sometimes, be it the the men that are killing us and the men that are engaging with us in a way that's less less than what we deserve. Bottom line is, is that we as a community are tired of every time we address something, every time we bring up something, every time we dare to have a thought that isn't about you or wanting to fuck you, that we are judged and we are made, we are everything is thrown back up in our face as if you don't understand how we got where we are. But you get mad when we say, okay, well, we're gonna treat you like you treat us. What I'm trying to say is, is that the goal in community is to come together These men are going to have to gain tougher skin and they're going to have to get the cojones to know that you are standing with a community that is some warriors and we still in fucking battle and we're having battle conversations, conversations that are important for our narrative, for our survival, for our very destiny. And we're trying to hope that you'll get along the bandwagon with us, but yet, yet still like air we rise. So if you can't get there, that's fine. But when you're in a group and you hear trans women talking and we're trying to get, engage you in conversation, that is a privilege. Because we're still fighting a battle on the street, a battle that you have yet to get in, which is right. also something we're going to talk about in this episode. What you need to be doing is, since you say you love us, how can you be in the battle with us? What right. We- I think,
0: And that kind of, like... it. it, it, it Sometimes I think the problem for me in this, this situation, a lot of times, with my experiences with women, they always try, they can, they relegate the situation to the specific particular person or the particular incident, but they never zoom out to see the larger picture. And I think the larger, especially if you're going to date in this community, I think we have to have like a real hard, conversation about how rampant poverty is in our community, whether we're in it, whether we're adjacent to it, whether we're one paycheck away from it and how poverty, particularly for trans women, it impacts how we move in the world. It impacts what decisions we make. So if you a bum ass nigga and you're not about money, even if I'm not on a tricking mindset, if you are not stable and you, I, I can't get security from you, because we are in poverty and because we're under attack, it might cause me to make some decisions in order to secure the bag for myself. And there's been so many situations where trans amorous men try to come in and be kept a super saber Hall and pull a girl, out, and it's the fantasy, oh, I'll put you in this house. I'll take care of you. You don't have to do nothing. Data uh, this that and a third, and then a couple of months down the line, the girl is the girl is pulling ads up out of your house while you at work. And if this is if, and this and from what I hear, this is a story that a lot of men had. But if this is if every if most men are had, and then sometimes got men will use the story to be like, see, that's why I can't fuck with trans women. That's why I can't do that. They're always trying to hustle. Every truck body's uh, escort everybody's a hooker, but like nobody is zooming out to get to the bigger issue of why girls are in survival mode like that. We're in poverty, so what I'm saying is come to the don't come to the situation with rose colored glasses you really have to see what's going on and part of that requires you being connected to the community being connected to the movement even if you are not at the marches which i think you should be if you're really trying to partner and you're trying to date somebody even if you're not at the marches you have to know that because we are in poverty or because we are adjacent to poverty you can like just throwing money at us or throwing it like that doesn't change our livelihood or even just having us in a relationship with you, that doesn't absolve us of the issues that we have to deal with with us being trans women. And I think because men lack this feminist mindset, because men are operating from this um space of patriarchy where they can feel like they can just save us and change our circumstances, and they're not really zooming back to see like the environmental things that are going on um and really play the play their part to liberate us from what's going on really risk their privilege um in ways to um liberate trans women so they can actually find quality trans women that are not in survival mode but are thriving mm-hmm. I think until the brothers really zoom out, and really ha- ask themselves their hard questions. Do you really want a self-actualized trans woman? Or do you want so- do you want a girl that's always surviving? Because if she's surviving, you think she's somehow easier to manipulate. Exactly. Does come, come in, I feel your spirit coming in, sis.
1: Yes, and so this is also uh, now for the trans transamorous men, and this is what my sister said. Y'all don't have the luxury anymore of complaining about the fact that the girls are who they are. Especially when you have developed relationships and you have connected with women or you've podcasted with women or you know women or women are in your life that are giving you wisdom to help you understand, because then it feels very disingenuous when you then go into groups and when you go into places and you complain about the women in your life that are mistreating you, when we know that you are a part of the vicious cycle for yourself, see, a lot of the men still have that we should be grateful complex, and I am a, I am very sad to just dis- I am very happy to inform you, and I'm and it's very sad for you to understand that we don't give a fuck about the fact that you like us. That's the bare minimum.
0: And hold on, sis. But word you, if you do the I'm grateful thing to a bitch that's in survival mode, that's just trying to get her coins, bitch, you are always going to be turned out. I'm sorry, sis. Come. Come and that's the point, girl. I love <laughs> And that's the motherfucking point.
1: But so when you try to run that game on girls in community that have a little know how, you will get got every motherfucking time. You have to humble yourself and know that we're here just like you are here and we're dealing with all of your shit and we're hoping you're not going to hurt us. And we're hoping at the end of the day that the, the, the issues, the traumas, the things that we've been through in our lives are compatible. They don't get erased because I'm with you. I'm not some doll princess that just comes out of nowhere with no baggage and nothing happened. You have to understand that we have to be able to talk to you. We have to be able to share our real selves with you without you freaking out and having moments and stuff. We have to be able to be our real complete selves because ultimately, man, what we're actually inviting you into, and I love, in a minute, sis, I want to share, I want you to please share your um your philosophy on inviting in. My sister has a wonderful philosophy she'll share with you in a moment. But when we invite you into our world, You need to know that that is a privilege and an honor and that we are bringing just as many beautiful gifts and talents to the table. A lot of men think that because they're monetarily more advantaged than a girl that she has no, she should not, she should just be his fairy tale princess and that she should be everything he needs her to be. But what we're asking you is to look at us holistically as people and say, you know what, maybe she wasn't socialized to be the woman that I want her to be, even from birth. Maybe this woman's journey, while she is beautiful and while she is feminine, her feminine has been rough hewn and she's a concrete rose that's had to push through adversity to get into the bloom. So then maybe perhaps the woman you're dealing with needs to have a little bit more, you need to have a little bit more compassionate understanding for her because she needs a little more attention. She may need a little more understanding and patience. And that's what we're saying. It's not enough for you to just love us. And that don't mean a motherfucking thing because you do. Love is not enough in a world where we're being murdered for being who we are. What are you doing for us to help us be better as a people? Not just the girl you love, not just the girl you think is beautiful or attractive, but what are you doing so that, cause guess what, what we do know is, is that the bullet don't mind how pretty you are in the face. So if you're really saying you love us and you're a man in community that says they wanna be invested in our success, why aren't you funding our trans housing programs? Why aren't you helping? And you and that stuff you can do anonymously through charitable donations. Right. Get a tax write off for it. Like right. why not actually fund housing programs, fund um fund non fund um domestic violence programs for trans women. Fund actually the infrastructure that we need to be better before you fucking complain about us. But it's too many niggas bragging about how much money they got, but they're not investing that money in us. Beyond the girls that they either want to pay to fuck, suck, or be or exploit because they want to feel like they can use their money to be financially dominant over them. Like y'all men need to start using your money to invest in us and not control us.
0: Right. Do you want Do you want to bring the conversation into the room where, uh, that we had when we were discussing this topic and we were, cause I- cause, It cause would I only be
1: about- right and it's very relevant and topical and we'll laugh later when we listen back about Clubhouse. So, no
0: no not about clubhouse about the other situation that that prompted this conversation about um the guy taking a, the girl taking advantage of the guy and cuz i want to pivot to also what um take it away i
1: love what you're producing us
0: go go there i love it no br- no bring up the conversation because because i had because i was approaching it from a macro level you were, basically you were saying that it was kind of like a war. OK, so now that we're we're telling you that we are a community that deals with extreme rates of poverty, extreme late extreme marginalization, no matter if you are well-to-do or not, you still have the possibility to be marginalized in some way. And that for guys, you just can't ignore that. Not in 2021, because even even if you think it is not impacting your relationship, ultimately. At some level, it will creep into your relationship and it will impact your relationship. And then I, I, and back in our conversation, we were also saying how. We were also saying how, girl, how even in with trans women being in survival mode, how sometimes they can be predatory on these men that are, uh, that are not looking deep enough. They're just, they're just. They're just okay. looking to part to partner to be in proximity, and we had a conversation about how we need to be mindful of the predators in a trans community. And then I was on the line of, you know, a bitch has to get her money. Fuck these yeah. niggas' feelings. I'm not really worried about their feelings, but I think it's a bigger conversation. Again, how men are looking at they're they're looking at the shell of us, but they're not looking at our hearts. They're not they're not accounting for our experiences because you could, like, if somebody is coming in and they're using you for your money or they're gonna come, like, it doesn't just happen out of the blue. You can see it, for, there's always red flags, but it's like, what is your intention? What are you trying to do? Why do you wanna be next to this girl so bad? So we w- we kind of developed into um, that how conversation. Do you handle the word no? Right. Right, so, and I think I'm at the point, are all girls gonna be liberated? No, are all, like, are all girls going to elevate? No, and I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing, but for these for these men, and I'm not talking about the men that are, like, the social pariahs that are linking up with the girls, I'm talking about these um, trans amorous men that have careers, that make good money, excuse me, that live a good life, you have to be a little bit more discerning. You have to be a little bit more discerning and you have to, you, the onus is on you to be a little bit more knowledgeable and the onus on you that even if you're going to get a trans woman that is well to do and that has some type of sense, you still need to be open to the possibility that, you know her life is impacted by this marginalization and that if you're intentionally going to be with this person that you're going to have to uh, step up to the plate and, sh- and and it's just how like on last season of Oppose when Angel lost her job her, like her boyfriend had to create a whole modeling agency around her to make sure that she could like those are the type of gestures that you are going to have to take to like and that's why it's so important for these guys to Be political. Um, Be be, have some sort of be on some sort of the spectrum of political activity, especially for trans women. Because at some point, you're going to have to engage in some activity that's anti-trans or that's pushing back against anti-transness. If you are creating a safe space for the woman that you want to be with, like you need to, you need to be modeling that. And it and it's more than just I told my mama I like trans women. It's more than just, oh, I'm putting in this girl on my social media. Like, what are you doing? If you know you live in a state that doesn't have trans, that is not friendly to trans people, that doesn't have trans rights or that have systemic barriers for trans women and you want to marry this girl and you want to be with her, how is your life set up? for you and your, your wife or whatever to move to a state that's a little bit more amenable to trans people so that you and your spouse can thrive and not just you thriving. Like, is that is that is that level of awareness, that level? And these are the type of things you have to consider if you want a healthy relationship. Now, if you want a dysfunctional relationship where the girls, is, the girls is bringing dates in your house at work and y'all are sliding your places across the glass together, then this conversation is not for you. Exactly. Not-
1: you know, I feel like this is a great time to bring into the spaces, sex work and relationships because there are a lot of men that will engage in our community and they have have this almost willful ignorance, this naivete that this woman that has come into your life, that looks as if she's this goddess that has maybe even had spent thousands of dollars in surgeries, or she's this woman that has gotten to this place in her life where she's overcome the obstacles. And you hear the story where she tells you, I transitioned at this age. I had this period of homelessness. I went to school. I did these things. I started, you know, if you're an artist, you start recording music or whatever it is. And you hear that journey and you're willfully ignorant to the fact that sex work for a lot of trans women is an integral part of it. And unfortunately, there is still a stigma and a shame that the men carry for the very women that they masturbate to on the computer. For the very women that they follow on OnlyFans, for the very women that they become obsessed with and become infatuated with, for the very object of their lust and desire, they begin to then make her this, and then then they break us into two categories, the Madonna and the whore. And unfortunately, what winds up happening is, is that the girls will often find, find themselves in an effort to... Try to get these men's attention. We will fall into that patriarchy and we will develop this mentality of these girls do this and I am better than them. And then, oh, for the girls that are here, it'll be this narrative of these girls are stupid and I know the real tea about these niggas. And we fall into that, not realizing that the root of that is a societal stigma around sex work and how these men Because they have, if you notice that even the men, for those of us that are in relationships that have these men, we have to know that our man may have dated hundreds of women before us. Now, we hope it's, I mean, let's just keep it a (laughs) hundred. And they have learned the language. They've learned what we want to hear. They've learned how to get into our hearts and our minds. And we sometimes can get disillusioned by the fact of what this man represents for our own femininity and our, and the mimage that we have for our lives and we don't really see that we're being played and that they will tell you one thing and then and then and and and, and, and you will feel cunt because he gave you 250 and then on the way home he will stop by the stroll and get him a 40 top off and you will feel like this man is somebody that is your legit somebody that is somebody that really is invested in you and cares and i want to say that that even into sex work that's why i use the analogy of the of the of the guys that are our dates. we have to we have to realize that we have our own biggest enemy is ourselves when it comes to these niggas we have to start having more of a sisterhood and a camaraderie because these men are going to use sex work every time as the trump card because it's too convenient for them to use it as the Trump card every time they need to bring a bitch back down, and I want to empower my sisters right now. That you take that stigma off it, and you take that stigma off of your sister, and then these niggas will understand when well, you're dealing with trans women. That might just be a part of the motherfucking
0: game. What are you? the the thing that's so crazy to me about that that whole situation is. That I think that's a symptom of them not uh, acknowledging the reality of the lived experiences of trans women. Because, bitch, I met so many men that I've hooked up with that are like anti-sex worker, anti-sex worker, have all these feelings about sex workers, but are clearly trans amorous, but are clearly in the community and still want to engage within you in that transactional way. Looking at some unicorn, bitch, that don't exist right and or they're they're in the community and they just have these negative thoughts and ideas about trans women who do sex work but
1: and and, and this is the reality all of us don't have the experience of being sex workers but what what all of us do is have the experience of sex work being integral to our trans experience meaning our loved ones our friends our family members have sometimes you know died on the stroll and we have to stop making it a thing when people bring sex work up like it's a negative thing, because what we do know is is that there are people doing it to fucking survive, and in just in the spirit of of a, of, a, of being a sister, in the spirit of, and this is for Black trans women because that's who we're talking to, in the spirit of sisterhood, we have to stop allowing these men to demonize sex work and to use it as a way to manipulate us. Because like my sister's saying, it will always be something that they will then say, to, even to girls that they feel like don't do it, they'll say, oh, they'll become extremely anti. Mm-hmm.
0: And we know that's a lie too. Right, because I've been yeah, in situations- Yeah, I've been in situations where I've dated men and because of where I'm at in life, they go on this anti-sex worker tirade. And this just like, well, not, well, back in the day, when I had to support myself, hey i was that girl so bitch, be careful who you talking. about what you thought and was nine
1: lying. times out of ten if you meet them on the internet on a dating site anyway, right probably have already paid for sex at some point anyway. they're liars right these niggas are fucking liars we have to right. we have to stop feeling like i'm no our men are above being doing what men do now i'm not saying that every man has done it or will do it but what i am saying is we gotta stop allowing them to make it a thing when it's not a motherfucking thing. You're a grown up, and right. if you paid somebody to have a sexual encounter and it was a safe, healthy encounter, and both of you left together unscathed, then what the fuck are we judging? Like at the end of the day, we know that it is a part of our community. We all know people who have that, who can attribute that to their success. Their transitions are paid for on the backs of sex work. So how dare you judge? Other women for doing what they have to do to survive, and well, we all know we would do anything to be who we are.
0: And it's no shame until we live in a world where discrimination against trans people is protected in federally and in all 50 states until we live in a world where i as a trans woman can go to any job and i don't have to worry about my gender identity being weaponized against me in any type of way to the point where i'm fired and i'm pushed out like until we live in that world i think it's unrealistic and i um think it's harmful to have these for men to have these lofty um, ideations of what trans women should be and how trans women should show up in the world, because that's that's just not that's just not true. And we we like w- like something could something could change like that, and then you're put, you're instantly put in a situation where you have to make these type of decisions, and then it's harder when you're in a relationship with a man and you're with a man that either doesn't want to acknowledge your lived experience. Or or you're with a man who simply has no hustle or has no gumption about him and you're forced to be put into that situation to keep food on the table and to survive.
1: And that part says, I hate that we still live in a world where men for a lot of girls is their strategy of survival. That's why I advocate the way I do for trans rights that's why i have dedicated my life in service to community because i want to change the narrative that our way our primary strategy of survival for for our community is with a man to with a man because of our our oppression unfortunately us often because of our our connection to men the people who have privilege that we're able to even get what we have but i want to change that narrative and i want us to get to the place in the community where we stop feeling like just having a man is enough. When we get to that place where we stop making them feel like loving us is just enough. When we get to that place where we as a community have a higher standard of what we will allow men to say and do and be around us. And more importantly, I'm gonna hold it up for my sister as well. It's not about you making me exceptional making me the one that you live for making me the girl and you tell me and you allow and i allow you to come to my inbox and read these other girls and talk about how messy and shady they are and go in and on and on and on about a bitch i don't even know that don't have nothing to do with me and you expect that same man to not do the same to you because see what we do know is a dog that'll bring a bone and take a bone too So if he reading you about this other bitch and telling you all about her business and going in and on and about her and how fucked up she was, imagine what he's going to say about you when this inevitably doesn't work. You know why? Because what that man is doing is he's bringing poison into your life and your relationship and what y'all got going on. We have to stop these niggas from even allowing that negative energy from even to even talk about another girl negatively. Because if I don't know her, then what the fuck? And if we and if she don't have nothing to do with what we're doing right now, then why is she important? When the when when the lioness is in the building, when whoever you are is in the building, why is this other bitch important? How dare you? Because I don't give a fuck who you've been with. You're here now. And I dare you to walk the fuck out of here. And see that's the mentality that we have to have and that confidence in ourselves and i just want us to as a community like what my my sister's really saying about like the way we kind of i guess the word i'm picking up is enable the way we enable bad behavior kind of with our own insecurities kind of making us make decisions based on survival I just right. don't want us to continue that narrative of survival as a way to date. You really do have to get to the place, and this is for the women out here, and this we do have to get to that place where we're okay, where our needs are met, or at least we have a strategy for meeting them, where we are able to get to the place where we're not dependent and our identities are solid, so that when a man comes into our life, there's nothing he can say that will shake us. And even if he leaves, we're still fucking okay. So I am about the business of us being more empowered as a community, us becoming Sorry. more business owners, us going in and getting our education and going and getting more more um, jobs that allow us to have 401ks and long-term stability. This is not saying that sex work is, still can't happen and still maybe shouldn't for some girls, still should for some girls. Why are they doing that? This isn't a this isn't shade. But what I would like is for us to get to the place where we're more stable in community, where men and their whims and their shit and their violence isn't
0: something that we have to deal with to survive. Hey y'all, we wanna tell y'all about a new segment that we're starting on a podcast called Suggestion Box. So that is where you, our listeners, write into us and we can answer your questions. So many of y'all have so many questions that y'all ask us on our various social medias and through other mediums. And we want to give you guys a platform to uh, write into the show so we can give you our raw and honest opinions.
1: Fellas, you want to know how to get to know a girl. Ladies, you want to know what's going on in, in our world, or if you want to know what's going on in the world in general, and you just want to ask a question, this is your moment.
0: And we'd love to have you right in. So make sure to send those letters to box number 512podcast at gmail.com. Again, that's B O X N O 512 o d c a s t at gmail.com our email is in the show notes so make sure to send those letters in guys and who knows maybe we might read your letter on the next show yeah. okay y'all back to the show no no i, de- I definitely agree with that uh as well what di- did you want did you have another part of this conversation about it was something else we wanted to say towards the um Towards the women, towards the women, and how they can be low-key, how they can kind of take advantage of the situation and tarnish the men.
1: Yes. Um, so I just can just speak generally on it, and I know we can go deeper as we get into it, bitch, because that's what we fucking do. I was gonna say I do see a trend in community of women understanding that we do suffer from violence at a disproportionate rate, understanding that we are in a situation where we are marginalized and we're repressed, and they use their victimization to be manipulative and to create situations for their own survival, which we understand is important, That often can be at the detriment and put themselves in danger and also be a detriment to their partners and to their friends and to people in their lives. And what we and it's kind of like this mentality, sometimes when you have not had in your life so much and you've lost connections with people, you can become jaded and get to the place where you would do anything to survive. And sometimes it can be at the expense of your moral compass. Cause i do believe we are genuinely a loving people and naturally we tend towards love that's the gag that's right. the gag nobody will receive <laughs> we are actually loving as fuck, and we tend towards love but i do believe as a strategy sometimes we can get we can become jaded and the world can harden us in a way where we can get to the place where we will take advantage of anybody and i just want us women out there to be careful that when we're in, when we're selecting our partners, when we're connecting with people, that we're being genuine, that we're being authentic, that we aren't allowing our past to affect how we engage, that we aren't being jaded and holding men responsible for our fathers, responsible for the men that came before them. Because I will say, you have to. That no one will sit at a table when love is no longer being served. So you have to be willing to let be vulnerable and let a man into that sensitive place and not see every man as a mark and not see every man necessarily as a way to come up in some way. Cause I do know that there are women out there that will meet a man that is green, that don't know a lot about community, that's coming with a lot of love in his heart and really maybe, maybe even patriarchal, not naive expectations. Maybe he might be kind of, you know, um, 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 um because a lot of times men will be grown ass men, but they're still new to this. So right. maybe even naive to the community and how to engage. And girls will zero in on that man, and then they will all of a sudden kind of see and begin to strategize on the maximum benefit for themselves. And I just want us to as a community remember that they are humans too. And remember that, to be honest, if we wanna say that it's a it's a blessing to be in our presence, we have to remember to be a blessing to other people. And that just means being the loving individuals that we already are. I'm not asking you to do extra. I'm just saying, let him know how beautiful you really are to be able to go through so
0: much in life and still be so beautiful. Yeah, and right. y'all have to turn everybody into a gang. Like, it's a, like, it's some people that I come across, and I can tell that they are genuinely nice people, and maybe I'm not in the right headspace, <laughs> or maybe I'm, they want more than I can offer. Mm. It's not like, it's, 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 no, it's no slight in letting a man go, or like, because I know for me, I don't want to be that girl that tarnishes that man for the next girl. And I feel like if he's a good partner, how. I'll let you go to the next girl. like I don't want to ruin it for you. And I, I think what you're saying, you know, as a result of the shit that we go through, sometimes it can it can cause us to to kind of dehumanize ourselves yes. and see everybody as an opportunity. And that that really takes away from your opportunity to to really connect with people and to really see the goodness in people. Because I'm not saying that every trans... Now, let's be clear. I'm not saying that every trans amorous man is bad or I am um, anti-trans amorous man. But, you know, there are some good ones out here or there are some ones with good hearts. And I, too, have seen trans women um, go into a good um, situation and take advantage of it. But also, on the flip side, it's like, men, sometimes you have to know when when you're being taken on a ride. And you ca- you have to, you have to mature yourself and to train yourself to see when a person is acting from a place of hurt, because mm-hmm. all of that, because only a hurt person would want to take advantage of somebody that's coming in love and that's coming in genuineness.
1: Exactly, and if you say you were, and if you really say you care about us as a community, you would understand that why that woman should not be in your life if she's toxic and she's creating this crazy dynamic with you and she's not giving you the respect that you deserve as a man if she's in your life and she's not giving you what you need we're not saying tolerate toxicity what we are saying though is don't demonize her after the fact when especially when you knew all of those other factors that were included to begin with that may have led her to be that quote-unquote crazy bitch or that quote-unquote lazy bitch or that quote-unquote whatever it is you wanna call her afterwards. Remember that you knew going in that she may have had issues with her family, that she may not be as educated as she wanted to be, that she may have had to do what she had to do to survive in life. Know all of those factors are with that same woman when you go reading her in the streets. Talk about the how the warrior she is and what she's overcome why are you telling everybody how bad she treated you and this and then the third? Cause see what niggas won't do is tell about your glory. Why are they telling about your shame? So what we're saying is, is if you're really amorous and you're invested in us as a community, even in your breakups, there should be a level of decorum in the way that you're engaging with women. If you say you're amorous to the community, meaning amor, meaning love. If you love us, there should be a way even you handle it just as a man in your way you treat your women you it should just be a line on what you're willing to just do out publicly i'm also gagged by the amount of men that are bitter in groups in public spaces they have their own internal angst that's like spilling over in the public spaces and like Really put in this toxic kind of like every time they have an issue with a woman, you know, you could tell us a breakup or you could tell they had some type of issue and they come in the group and then they, they just spew this vitriol all into women's spaces. I mean, into a mixed space that with women that are trying to get to know your motherfucking ass. And I just find that to be so sad because it shows you how fragile these men are. It shows you just how insensitive they are. Like it would be like, it would be like you having a problem with black women. And then going to a black women's group, and a, women, a group with black women in it, and then just going off. I have to say that because sometimes these men that engage with trans women forget that we're fucking women and that we're sensitive and that we're vulnerable and that we come from a place of love most of the time. And it's gagging to log into a group, expecting to see cute niggas and flirt, and they reading you. Like, mm. what is that about? We and girl, like, they
0: look homeless from their profile pictures. Girl, even and it's more like, so. how are you doing this? Because the library the public libraries are closed. So how do you have internet access? And why are your pictures outside like in nature and greenery? Why why is there never a picture of you like in a home?
1: Why is there never a shirt on even in your lives?
0: <laughs>
1: Ever. Like, and you don't have muscles. So it's just an apparent attempt at showing us at trying to be sexy in a struggle. Like, we're, we're, I'm not reading the fact that you're in struggle, but it's like, how dare you then come into this community that low-key is doing the best they can to survive and doing apparently better than you. And you got a lot of shit to say. Right. Like, hey, you don't, see- don't be mad because you in a struggle, bitch. Pull yourself up. Don't try to trash
0: other people. Right. They they see through, they see through the bullshit, but I think for me the the most important takeaway from this conversation, especially for the men, is like you have like you have to consider all things. You can't like you you can't just take each trans woman you meet in a vacuum. I just feel like that's a recipe for disaster, especially in the times that we're living in. Some of the circumstances that we're up up against and it's just like that whole that whole madonnaization of trans women and how like we're beautiful and we're perfect and we fit like nobody like again what you said I rarely when I when I date men I rarely come across men that considers the experiences that I had to go through to get to this point, and some of the experiences and forces that I still have to go through to remain in my position. And no shade, maybe if you thought about all that I w- I had to do to maintain and remain in this position, it would force you to be a better man to add to that to help me to maintain that. But it's not. It's always about how is always self-serving like how can i get the most
1: out of this for me and what why and i and it is is what can i get out of what can i get out of this the best for me and it's also why do i have to deal with anything that is an issue why do i have to deal with any of your issues and right, then I'm confused as to why you have to engage with them as a whole person. It's like, oh, she's beautiful and all that, and the third, but you know, she's just seemed traumatized every time I touch her, she cringe. It's like, what, why do you think that could be? Or it's, oh, every time I'm around this girl, she acts this way, or she's this way, and it's like a lot of it is like if you just were had just a dash of empathy. Take this out of this woman that you want to fuck and make it your
0: sister. Why would your sister be in the place? But the shade is they're not even in tune to cis women because this cis woman and black cis woman and whole real marriages with men, black cis men that voted for fucking Trump. It's like it's as simple it's, as it's as simple as I can't partner or be with somebody that has. Interests that are adverse to my 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 um my best interests. Like I just can't. Like in twenty twenty one going forward, I just can't do it. I just can't because at, at this point is literally, is dangerous. Is that and that's why you're seeing, um, especially with black trans women, we're not really partnering with the trans amorous men, and that's why they feel spitted about it. But it's just like I you talk to some of them and like, going back to why you need to be interested in a feminist, a feminist politic, a lot of their politics are fucked up. And this is like, I know you can't love me if you don't, you're don't you not willing to acknowledge how you carry privilege, like I know, or you just don't want to talk about it or you don't want to deal with it. I have no faith that you can love me and show up for me the way that I need you to show up for me. Exactly. Exactly, and and if you and if I don't
1: have that confidence in you, then you can't expect for me to be investing very deeply in what we have going on when you haven't created the safe space for me to feel comfortable being my full
0: self. Right? You can't you can't hey beautiful hey sexy your way out of me um, finding out like what values you hold. Like you can't do that because you calling me baby, you calling me se- sexy. That doesn't keep me safe that doesn't keep me give me peace of mind that doesn't give me the sense of security that when i'm dealing with something because i am trans that you will intervene or you will you'll be emotionally available to provide the extra support to get me through that difficult or troublesome time
1: exactly and to the point back to the point where i feel like so and and, and this is just to reiterate for the guys you creating a the narrative with a woman, even if you don't, if you say to her, you know, I'm just so glad you're not like these other girls and you make her the Madonna, you're doing her a disservice because you're not actually considering her as a full person. And you're putting her on an unrealistic pedestal to always fail because what you're expecting is, is for this woman to have not have any stains, anything, any, 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 any any traumas, anything that any issues, and you're really, really not allowing her to be a full person. And then every time your hopes are dashed, because what you've done is you take this person and you make them this ideal, and then they become a a figure of your imagination, something not found in reality and they find themselves. And I know so many trans women find themselves trying to live up to this imaginary person that their man has created. So then it does not serve the Madonna either for you to elevate her and for you to not be concerned about what she's been through in her life. For you not to consider that maybe she's had to have engaged in sex work. For you not to consider that maybe she was sexually assaulted. Or maybe she's going to be depressed for old. the next
0: Or she's going to be depressed for the next week because three trans women were murdered in fucking Chicago. Back and how the that event.
1: affects her and how that affects her and how she may know them or how that may make, make Or I don't want to be intimate, intimate right? with
0: you I don't want to be intimate with you while I'm processing
1: my grief. Right, and I'm processing grief while with you and you're putting me in this place where I can't really be my full self with you because that's not what you want to deal with. You just want to deal with somebody that's just peaceful and all about you. On the flip side, when you go and you deal with these women that, that are doing what they have to do to survive, these women that are sex workers, don't you dare call them a whore and then talk and engage with them lust over them, subscribe to their OnlyFans, be in their life and make these women who are wonderful women, who have wonderful attributes, who are talented, who own businesses, who are also sisters and mothers and daughters and community leaders, how dare you then reduce them because you see them in this way that is transactional to just whores and you talk down about them and you make them feel or you even treat them in a way that you don't give them their dignity. Or you make them feel like their life can be in danger because you, they're not giving you what you want. Like at the end of the day, these niggas, the same nigga often will go to one girl and try to make her his Madonna and then go to this other girl and try to make her a whore and will treat equally both of those women like shit because neither one of those women are ever going to meet the standards of a man that whose whole purpose is to divide and conquer. And that's what we got to check in community is the idea that we've allowed the, that mentality to affect the way we see each other, to start policing girls on what they look like and how she shouldn't even be in my, how could you even be with her and me? Like none of that shit matters at the end of the fucking day. And what, what matters at the end of the day is that we as a people can, can come together and unpack the toxic shit that niggas put on us. The stigmas that society put on us, that society put on our niggas. Like, we gotta stop taking that white, white supremacist, white-centric way of looking at ourselves and our experience and the way it's been pathologized and taking that shit to heart. We gotta start looking at our men, looking at our relationship as worthy and whole and complete. And it also means that we gotta we gotta start checking that negative shit in us
0: for real. Yes. Yeah. So, again, I think I think my takeaway for this particular conversation for the men, like, like, I, I challenge you as you are figuring yourself out and you are becoming more firm in your identity, I challenge you to consider the totality of experiences that make up the trans woman that you are pursuing, because we, like, life is happening to us, with us, around us, and we are not exempt. And we, like, we need you to, like, we, again, we don't need you to be kept a super saver hole or think, well, if I give her this money or I put her in this house, like, that's not a guarantee for nothing. I could be sitting in the lap of luxury girl, and because of my upbringing or because I feel like I, in my mind, I have to be this to, to survive girl, I might... Flip and do you know do something I'm not supposed to do? What I'm saying is, don't judge. Like talk, like talk to your partner. Get into their experiences. Don't try to save them. Um, just be there beside them to be um, a presence to let them know that even if you don't understand it, that you that you'll be a constant. And that they won't feel alone because even in a relationship, even in interaction, you can still feel alone because your partner is not trans. So it's only so much that a sister man is going to know about your experience as a trans person. It just is what it is. But it doesn't mean that you can't um, like you guys should really be learning like what it means to be allies in your own relationships.
1: You know, before we go, I also want to acknowledge, shout out to the trans men that are trans It is not that we know it because we don't really um, talk specifically to you as a community often. It is not because we don't love you or appreciate you. It's because in a lot of ways, you're not as toxic. You, you Right. And, and, and <laughs> so it's not the admission of your experience here is not because neither i nor she don't see you it's because we really see you but we don't want you to get no heat from some shit that ain't yours to hold a lot of the toxic behavior that handles that come to, comes to us lies exclusively, exclusively with the system exclusively with men particularly for black trans women black cis men, and so that's what we're talking to when we're reading so i just want you to know i love you and i i thank you for your existence brothers and i want to take that moment to acknowledge you because i know that there are trans amorists trans men and I thank y'all for being here.
0: (laughs) Anytime that I've ever dated or like talked to a a black trans man there's this level of it's this level of the unspoken like I don't have to explain to you certain situations because you already know you already it's it's that it's that understanding of navigating through life as trans as trans identify people but um you're right like th- this is not this is this particular conversation is not your burdens to like cis people you you have to be aware and you have to um be mindful and you have to um if if you really if you really want the love it's not about you just doing things and you just get the love it's about you really being in relationship with these folks and if you're in relationship when you're in relationship with people, you'll be able to get back what you put in, but you can't just come in and just um, just engage in this performance and then be surprised when life happens and shit goes left. Exactly. And also, I think to the women, um, I would challenge them to, I would challenge them to feel more comfortable to break out of your shell when you're in these relationships with these trans men. Like really, to, like when you're dealing with these men, really empower yourself, really encourage yourself, really model to yourself what it looks like to not only stand in the fullness of your truth, but to communicate that to people that you are in close proximity to. Because what I've learned from dating and interacting with a lot of cis men They are not my readers. They are just not my readers. And you have to at least be able to say that you said it in the event that they try to pull. Well, I didn't think just get be comfortable with telling your stories. And also, I think we have to we kind of have to destigmatize the transness in our own mind because everybody wants to be so powerful and to be. The girl that everybody looks up to that nobody really wants to admit how they are being hit by transphobia every day because they think that it'll make them look weak. They think it'll um, it'll be a a chip in their armor. And it's like, no, like we got to get real about our experience with transphobia and how it impacts us, how it impacts our decision making so that we can um, be able to clearly and truthfully communicate why we do the things that we do in our relationships. Because they do impact, like we don't exist in a vacuum. Everything impacts everything. So I think the more clear, even if you're not a girl that is like a sex work girl, like it's some trans women, even myself, we have a very intense work ethic that for me, if I don't check it, it can, It can get in the way of me really fostering relationships with romantic relationships with men. And a lot of that stems from my fear of, excuse me, my fear of being fired or my fear of being treated badly in my jobs. Because I don't want to get fired.
1: And that's a real, that's a real stressor that somebody may not, that other people may not realize. The idea that I know that my, it is an easy excuse to let me go because for a lot of people just my presence can make people uncomfortable Now that's not saying specifically about your job but we all kind of come with that that feeling of that feeling of that fear of rejection and how that stress can be just even like you say at work this idea that if I get too sick or something happens to me imagine the girls that are you know frontline workers working in retail right now or working in um you know the grocery stores like they don't they we, we, we the men that are dating them need to understand those girls are going to be stressed the fuck out like on top of you know dealing with people that are stressed out in their worst place they're having to deal with people that don't want to wear masks that are getting them get stressing them the fuck out i have sisters that are working right now that i just wish i also want to put that in the space for the men have patience because even the minorest things that you do in your life that you may not think about can, can cause a lot of stress for a girl. And she may not necessarily want to unpack that with you always and stress you out with it, or even relive the trauma all the time. But you never know what she went through just from leaving the house to getting to work to back, leaving your house to get to the, just to get gas or back. What somebody may have said to her, how she might have felt unsafe. Like all of those things are affected. And I feel like you guys just need to remember that you chose to deal with a community that is that is one of the most marginalized communities in the world right now that are that are that whose whole life is really in danger until the world gets a little bit more sane about our experience and again and starts to become a little more compassionate but until then you got to be willing to be more compassionate with us and understand that we are a people that is in struggle a people that is in war right now and you have to remember that we really just want to live and if you're going to live with us you're going to have to roll with the punches baby because this ain't something easy
0: right it's not easy easy. it might be
1: the hardest relationship you've ever had and that's not her fault
0: right and you got you got in a lot of y'all trying y'all are just getting here we've been here so grow some thick skin Grow some thick skin, but I don't know. I feel like this conversation is sonically different than the first one, but I hope that you all get something out of it. Uh, I, th- I think I think we I think we've done an episode.
1: I think so too. This is exciting, exciting, exciting. <laughs> so really fast, because I know we didn't really get into it last episode. But before we leave, I want to give our, our viewers just a chance. So, sis, what is for twenty twenty one? Can you tell me what? Do you have any resolutions? What are some things you want to work on? What are some things you want you see in the horizon for this year? Let's do a prediction so we can listen back later.
0: Girl, I think we did this on the the twenty twenty the um the reflection episode.
1: Right, but this is the new year. Do you have anything that's
0: changed? Um, no. Like my like my stuff is still the same. Like just to continue on my um health journey um, to, to find new employment, um, to elevate in my career, uh, to make it through this Biden transition, um, but no, I just want to, um, I want the world to calm down a little bit because I want to travel more, like, and and now I want to, I don't want to, even though I go on my whole I'm, I've kind of, I've, I want to get to a point where men don't dictate where I go for my vacation. Like, I just want to be able to go somewhere, not worry about, like, what niggas I'm going to see. and Just have a good time and create a Like, the men will men will always be there. Like, men will always be, like, I want, or even when I'm in a city, even when I was on my location for a um, break, like, I purposely made myself, like, get a hotel that's like downtown or get it. like. don't get somewhere that's easily accessible. And it's like, oh, the parking is easier. So the man will be able to come. No, cause that's me centering men. No, if you want to come see me, come pay the $20 to um, park in the hotel garage. And if you can't afford it, bitch, you don't need to be driving and you don't need to see me. But it's really about me um, divesting from men in a way where I um sent like where I center myself and I'm being led by like my thoughts, my inhibitions, my desires, and really um kind of decentering from like the wants and needs of what like what a man wants. Like, no, this is my life, this is my vacation, this is my this is my luxury. And if you can't rise to the occasion, you don't need to be here.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And that's the bottom line. It's, it's making these men ride. You, you, you're you trans is the default? Now what? Now what? Like, it's not just enough to love us. What the fuck now are you going to do to help your, not just your girl, but the world your girl lives in be a better place?
0: All right. What about you?
1: Oh, girl. So I wanted to add into the space. So I... For my listeners, for those of you out there who have who are also equally talented individuals who everybody says, you know, should do more, could do more, would do more. I am going to come out of my shell more this year and I'm going to overcome my anxiety. I have diagnosed anxiety. I want to share that with our listeners because I know that I'm not the only one. Um, and that can be very stifling to you wanting people to really check for you particularly in this, what we're doing. And I want to grow as a podcaster and I am very critical of myself and I I have all of these saboteur thoughts in my head that make me question my, my, um, just my worth in the world, as far as doing this, this talk thing that we do. I've done it for, in a in a in a professional capacity, but just in on like in front of the camera and be embracing this is just interesting and the promotion that has to go along with it. So my commitment for this new year is to do better at promoting this podcast and my own, and to really, you know, like really get behind my content and to not get in my own way and to really also. I have the desire to pursue the, maybe somehow start getting my education towards becoming a a, a therapist or a licensed professional um, or at least some getting some type of counseling licensure um, because I realize that that is a gift that I have and I play that role for so many of my loved ones, even my mom, my family, and I'm the people, I'm the person that people call when they need to work through things. And that's powerful. But I would love to be able to have different strategies that could be that I could use and marry it with my education background to be able to, you know, come up with curriculums for mental health to help the girls in community, kind of in, in the ways that we were talking, to come up with modules that could help them online even work through strategies to kind of help deal with certain situations and traumas and things. So I have big dreams for myself and this year I'm going to start allowing myself to step in them and I'm I'm excited for that And, and confessing that out loud will be something that is forcing on the record for me to do like it's time for me to step from behind the step out of the tower, the ivory tower, step out of this comfort bubble that I'm in and step into my own future.
0: Well, sis, I will be holding you accountable, bitch. should be checking in, girl. So be ready to step into your truth, honey. Yes.
1: I love everybody. So as we end this episode, this has been another episode of Box Number 5 12 Podcast, Grown Black Trans Woman Talk. Um, we thank you for all of your patronage and love thus far and for your listening to the last couple of episodes. I know they've been wonderful and shout out to our Patreon people because we love and thank you for tuning in. Um, this episode was great. And we just want everyone to know that love, if the, the root of the word transamorous is love, love, love is what matters. This has been another episode of box number five, 12 podcast, grown black trans woman talk i am the lioness and i am aeon
0: bye thank you for listening to another episode of box number 512 podcast grown black trans woman talk
1: and don't forget to become a patron on the box number 512 patreon page where we have all new exclusive content
0: and also, don't forget to follow us on our social media, on our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook pages. And also, become a subscriber on our YouTube page. Until next time, bye. bye.